Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, your online counseling center, no matter where you live. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If you have questions and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their licensed professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Before we get rolling, we, we've got to give a word of condolence to our extraordinary, award-winning, internationally recognized yep. producer, engineer, audio savant, William Myers, Uncle Billy. It would be so funny if it wasn't funny. He had like a blood infection, like Very sepsis. sick. Yeah, so we release and we have this pomp and circumstance fanfare buildup to our release, and then we just stop for several weeks. I mean, weeks. who gets a blood infection? I our, told our him. Producer, the first week I told we him dropped. the sex vacation to Thailand was not a good idea. And what does he do? So he gets I'm, a blood <laughs> infection. I guess, but he's was in the hospital. He's out of commission. The past few shows we're releasing uh, probably mid March. The last few shows have been produced by an unnamed person. And not only unnamed, unknown. Unknown at this point. <clears throat> at this point. But we will find them this week. Yes, by the time you hear this, this wonderful person would have mixed uh, several shows. And Billy's probably back on the job by the time you hear this. Yes, exactly. So anyway, Billy get well, and new engineer producer, welcome to the Paradox family. Yes. So today we are talking about a tradition. And Did you sound Russian? Yes. Okay. From Fiddler on the Roof. Tradition. Tradition. Come on, do not look at me that way. Mm-mm. Fiddler on the Roof? Yeah, of course, Fiddler on the Roof, but not Tradition. <laughs> I won't. One day more. No, no, that's La Miz. I know. I'm happy, oh so happy. What's that song from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> My Fair Lady? Hmm. Is it? I'm so pretty. It's Cheer up, Charlie. You're just a little boy. <laughs> Charlie and the know. Chocolate Factory. That's not a music. <laughs> oh, you bite your tongue. <laughs> All right. So we're talking about family rituals, like sitting around singing show tunes. As Josh and I have done, gosh, since you were just a tyke. Uh, just 37. Just a knee high to a grasshopper. We would sit around singing show tunes, especially cats. Have you seen the trailer to Cats? Did you go see Cats? I've never seen the movie or the musical. The CGI on the Cats is a little disturbing. Yeah. It was also disturbing in the new Robert De Niro. I didn't like the taking away the age. Oh, okay, I, thought I thought that was, that was cool. Weird. Okay, we got to stop this. Yeah. All right, so we're going to be talking about family traditions. And I'm just going to throw out some numbers, as most of our listeners are. They're believers, and most are evangelical believers. Amish children who were raised Amish tend to stay Amish as adults to the tune of like over 90%. They were laughing that it is such a rare thing. They make a reality TV show of those kids who don't stay Amish. And that's the same true of, of Jewish families. Over 90% of children that are raised Jewish stay Jewish when they are older, when they're adults. 
And if you look at children who are raised evangelical Christians, 32% remain evangelical Christians as adults. If we go by the old adage, if we keep doing the same thing the same way, expecting a different result, something is very wrong with this picture. So you look at the Amish, you look at Jewish families, and for example, for example, Amish, every table, the family meal table, dinner table, every Amish home has a book about the Amish history, a Bible, and a hymnal. And those three books become an integral part of an Amish family's everyday life. It's not that they go to church someplace, which they do, but their faith is a part of every day. Same with Jewish families. Their faith is a part of what they do. They have traditions. They have things that they do every day. And then when they have big holidays, those big, important, meaningful holidays are spent at the table. The core, the as Now, do they go to church? And well, yes. Okay. Yes, they do. But that is secondary to the most meaningful part of these large faith holidays that take place at home with the family around the table. And if you look at Christians, you know, it's like, okay, we are like knocking it out of the freaking ballpark if our family's there twice a month. Yeah. I mean, we, we need to be voted an elder if we are there a couple of times a month. And our big holidays are these big events with lights and... And very commercially driven. Smoke machines. Yeah. And we stand in line. It's so special. And we know it's special because of the line to get into the parking lot. And our kids remember just a sea of taillights. It's just a completely different experience. It's interesting because even, you know, Protestants coming out of Catholicism, Catholics do a better job of tradition as well. Mm -hmm. And Protestants push back on tradition. 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 Because we feel like it's empty and it leads to... Religiosity. But it leads to a dry faith. And so we feel like, and in a lot of ways inappropriately so, that it needs to be spur of the moment yes. and we can't just do things repeatedly and we look down upon, you know, spiritual disciplines in some ways, mm-hmm. that it needs to be something fresh and new and I should just naturally have it overflowing in my life. But there's this yin and this yang to that, and I think it's an interesting point. While there's probably a lot of different variables to that 32%, one of them is mm-hmm. we don't do a great job with tradition from yes. a family level. Not a church level. Right. Making our faith something that occurs every day. And I just don't mean, now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to take. And should I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. So we do a lot in our sexual addiction program about working to reverse the process of neuroplasticity, right? Kind of the psychological or just the way our brain works. If you're exposed to content, and the three words are consistently, frequently, over a long duration, then your brain physiologically changes. And that's universal. That's true of learning. If you have someone who's a mathematician, the area of the brain that's involved with computation, the neural network is more vibrant and thick and large than it would be in mine. I just, I, nothing. They got nothing. Oh, you tweet. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's no math involved in that, which is so cool. And you don't learn to speak Mandarin Chinese by reading a pamphlet. It takes years of every day, every day, every day, every day. 
So if you can do that, and like we do in the sexual addiction, now we're going to expose your brain to good, positive, true information every day, every day, multiple times a day, every day. And if you remain with that consistently, frequently over a long duration, your brain changes. There are new neural pathways that are developed and the old neural pathways go by the wayside. That's what you see happening in these Amish and Jewish homes. It is something that happens every day, every day, multiple times a day, consistently, frequently, over a long duration. And those children's brains, in in a way, their faith is a physiological reaction to the way they were raised. And so I got to speak at the D6 conference in Orlando uh, in the fall, which is a family ministry thing. And I heard Jeff Bethke, who is an author, he and his wife, Alyssa, do the Real Life podcast. Uh, They're out of Maui, of all places. And he did sort of the coolest thing around this. I thought it was so cool that I ended up getting what he was saying and put on some canvas and, and, and gave it to all the kids. It was Christmas. the year of the canvas. It was the year Jimbo of the canvas. Jimbo purchased several canvas gifts. There was no way around that. That is true. So he talked about this concept of trying to initiate daily faith ritual into his family. Here's what he came up with, and I just thought it was so cool. It keeps right in line with what I know to be factually true about how our brain operates. This is what he does with his kids. That every morning they get up and at breakfast, everybody is at the breakfast table. That's the first thing. So they're not on their phones. They're not running to do this. They're not completing homework. The family mealtime, sacrosanct, sacrosanct. And they have done this for quite some time. They get up and then they all say this together. His children, every morning of their lives, think about this, every morning, those children say, I am not what I do. I am not what I have. I'm not what people say about me. I am the beloved of God. It is who I am. No one can take it from me. I don't have to worry. I don't have to hurry. I can trust my friend Jesus and share his love with the world. They say that every day. And they say that consistently, frequently, over a long duration. And at some point, back to ritual, they begin to adhere to that. Now, all of a sudden, what's happening on Snapchat, which they shouldn't have until they're 40 anyway, but what's happening on social media. I can't have Snapchat yet. No, Hmm. no, not yet. Not nearly old enough. But it's, you know, it's not making the team because I'm not what I do. It's not about other kids with nicer cars. It's not about what I have. It's not what people say about me. They start believing this. So when other people, rumors or gossip or bullies or, you know, social bullies, they're not nearly as impacted as the children who don't believe this about themselves. And again, it it just seems empty, but it's mm-hmm. not at all. It's about practice. Mm-hmm. We're talking about practice. It's doing what you say you believe. Patrick Mahomes, who just won the Super Bowl, didn't wake up and just naturally, he naturally threw the ball with some zip. Yep. But he didn't naturally See? switch hands and throw with different hands, sidearm things. In fact, I was hearing several Chiefs interviewed and Andy Reid has them practice crazy throws 
for a majority of practice because he's not going to be able to even Patrick Mahomes is not going to be able to pull off ridiculous things without repetition. Mm-hmm. And so it's not it's not empty that Patrick Mahomes sit there and just practices throwing. Mm-mm. It's what produces muscle memory to be able to produce the desired results. I saw the uh, football life of Tony Romo. Same deal. He would throw it thousands of times a day off his left foot, off his right foot, falling backwards off his right foot, leaning forwards off his left foot. Thousands of times a day. They don't just wake up. Yes. And your kids are not just going to wake up believing these things. Right. And wake up and want to stay in the church. It doesn't happen like that. It, ha- it happens through repetition. Yeah. And again, it's this consistent, frequent duration. And he also does something that is really cool. They say this in the morning together. And by the way, on our show notes on the website, we'll have a picture of this that I just got offline and put on some canvas, you know, for you guys. So we'll have it on the show notes, but, and it's just part of what they do. It's just like, Hey, I want fruit loops. And then we say this all together as a family. We all say this. I'm not what I eat. Yes. Except cocoa pebbles. Oh my Lord. Actually, I look very much like a cocoa pebble, like Fred Flintstone. So when they're done saying it, they each get, I think he said a white M&M. This guy's being very purposeful about this. Because now he's engaged the taste buds in this experience. So they say it every day, and every day they knock back a white M&M. You know, and it's true. Those kids, when they get older, they won't walk into a 7-Eleven and see a candy aisle with M&Ms in it without thinking that I am not what I do, I'm not what I have, I'm not what people say about me. So you know, he, he kind of puts a couple of layers on it to make sure that it sort of sticks because the idea is most believers want their faith to stick. It's not that we don't want it, but doing something like this consistently, frequently, over a long duration, it's a lot of work. It's intentional. It is not we wake up. As soon as we wake up, we are fighting to put out fires and merely survive until we collapse back in bed at the end of the day. And that we survived, we rack it up as a good day. You know, our families have to be more than that. So without ritual as a founding principle of the family, we get more chaos. And so when we, we, we've got to be more intentional and purposeful. And if our lives are just so chaotic that we can't implement daily ritual into our family and to our children's lives, then, you know, if you're too busy for the things that God deems important, then you're busier than God ever intended for you to be. Mm-hmm. And therefore, get out of band that they practice at 4 a.m. every day for five or six hours. Get out of it. Stop it. Cut back. My kid is going to play one sport a year, one sport. And then the rest that we're going to do something else and we're going to do something as a family. We're not as soon as they're able to get out and get away from us, we don't encourage our family just to split in 20 different directions. Mm -hmm. That's parents allowing culture, letting society dictate the pace of our family. And so this is about slowing it down and And making purposeful and being purposeful. And, uh, you know, most of our shows that we talk about, I'm actually really good at. You know, most 99%, I naturally do the things we talk about. But this one, this one I'm not so great at. I think my wife is really great. There's a prayer that she has prayed over our children every night. 
I was just trying to find it. We'll post it on, on our show notes. But that prayer, she's great at reading every night with our kids mm-hmm. where I just want to go to bed. Mm-hmm. It's like, ugh. So I think Katie's really good at this. I'm pretty terrible. And so this certainly is convicting because I can see if if, you, if the tyranny of the urgent applies mm-hmm. in this conversation. Oh, yeah. If you're just Absolutely. constantly doing what's in front of you without purpose, it leads to chaos and it leads to... You said, what, 32% of kids that stay within the church. Yeah. And if you look at so many evangelical homes, they get home, the third or fourth grader is staring at either their phone or their parents' phone. They go from staring at their phone, doing whatever it is, watching, you know, YouTube kids, to back in their rooms, doing whatever homework there is, you know, back playing video games, watching Netflix, eat. It's just this disjointed and our faith occupies about one-tenth of the 100% of our lives. And then we're, we're curious and we're slightly upset when our children don't follow us in the faith. We've not done a lot to bring them along. It's almost like kids who, that 32% is like, oh, other than the leading of the Holy Spirit, dumb luck that they made it out of our houses adhering to the faith. So, and you might be sitting there and you have high schoolers and you're thinking it's too late. It's never too late. Mm-mm. You just no, start. Not at all. You just start wherever you are. You just start. And they'll look back, whether they're graduating this May and they only have eight more months in your home, they'll look back and see a radical change and more purpose in your home and, and be appreciative of the eight months they got. Yeah. They don't have to be six to make this change yeah. or two. Yeah. And so you can institute being more purposeful and practical and instituting more rituals within your home. Bingo. Um, which the saying is just an idea. The prayer mm-hmm. that Katie does each night is yes. another idea. Um, but it's it's Bible reading. It's certainly going to church and it's service. I mean, there's an endless amount of ideas. Yes. But instituting things consistently. Frequently. Frequently and over a long period of time will help your kids stay in the faith as adults. Amen. If you want more information about this episode, paradoxpodcast.com. You can also find us on our socials there, and we hope you have a good rest of your day. See ya. Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. and researched by Dr. Jimmy and Dr. Josh Myers. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julielylescarr.com. If you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com. Paradox.